Right, welcome back to episode number 12 of the Strong Opinion Hibs podcast. I'm your host as always, Calvin, and I'm joined once again uh, by my good mate and my co-host, Charlie. How you doing, Charlie? I'm good, mate. I, um, you might have noticed I'm in a different uh, room this week. Uh, I've moved house to Stirling, so I'm just getting used to living somewhere else now. But I'm doing good, mate. How are you? I am doing fine, mate. Just same old, same old day. Um, obviously, I'll be a bit of a disappointing result. Uh, the weekend there, but we'll dive into it and we'll, we'll chat about all that. But but as always, just as we get started, mate, I got a new delivery this week from uh, Jimmy over at High B Pins. Uh, and he sent out some of the Russell Latipo ones, and they look, they look really, really good. Like, so um, he's think, I think he sent me three of them, uh, two Riordan ones as well. So we've got loads of new competitions coming out for the listeners as well, which will be good. Um, and loads of stickers to go along with it as well. With um, if you're a winner, obviously, if you win the high bees pin, uh, you'll also get free stickers to go along with it, wearing the home uh, or home and away shirt or vice versa. Um, but I, um, do you want to chat a little bit about recast, mate? It's been quite good so far, hasn't it? I got up to 18 views last week, last time I checked. I we're doing well, mate. Um, just ticking along nicely, so happy with how it's going. And I hopefully this week goes just the same way. I we're hoping to get um, if you go onto the app, we'll post our link on YouTube and below in the bio, um, and we'll we'll post it out on the Twitter on recast. Um but if you sign up using our link, we um share the share the funds with Hibs, so the the, the funds go, go to Hibs, so Hibs get the money for um a view. So the funds that you you use with your credits, if you use that. To, to watch one of our videos and the money that's generated from that goes to Hibs, which is great. So it's a great way to support the club, as we've said the last couple of weeks. And, uh, aye, so do we technically, do we officially work for Hibs or not then? That's the question. <laughs> I wouldn't say we work for Hibs, mate. I think we work in partnership with them. <laughs> I'll, put it down on the, I'll put it down on the CVA. <laughs> <laughs> aye, if you're looking for a new job, mate, you've worked for Hibs, eh? So. But, aye, I know, it's decent. No, it's, it's going well, mate, and uh, Long Bangers are doing some good stuff on Recast as well, so make sure to check them out as well. I definitely check them out if you haven't already done so. Um, good guys over there and that. They're good guys, both of them. I uh, know them fairly well just through the podcast and things like that, but uh, they're good guys. Um, <clears throat> right, mate. St. Johnston game last week, we obviously had Sam on from the Dogger Saints podcast, which was a well-received episode, mate. Um, yes. Even had a few St. Johnston fans uh, tweeting in to let us know that they enjoyed the listening that. So it's good to see that these fan collaborations... Um, you know, are are bearing well for both fans. It's quite quite interesting because when we first started doing them, I didn't know if it would just be solely Hibs fans listening because it's the Hibs podcast or for their fans would listen in. But it was nice to see the Saints fans listening in. Aye, aye, aye it was good, mate. So uh, Sam predicted a a one to one for St Johnston, mate, and that, that's what it was. Eh? What did you make of the game? I mean, it was. I think it was a nil nil game, mate. Apart for that one stupid mistake for purchase with a pass, but. Um, ah, I mean, St Johnston are a well, well oiled machine. We know that we've seen that a couple of games a season. Mm-hmm. We we really struggle to break them down at home um, and away. Come to think of it, but I mean, we've won there more Aye. recently than we've beat them at Easter Road. But you know, you know what, mate? I I was I was disappointed on Saturday. Um, I felt like this was the game that we could have taken it to St Johnston. You know, got the, got our ball on the, uh, sorry, our foot on the ball and just taking the game to them, but obviously missing Nisbet was a massive hit, you know, and we looked a wee bit devoid of ideas. <clears throat> wee bit devoid of ideas when we went 1-0 down, and like I say, mate, I think it was a 0-0 game with just one mistake, and it cost us. Um, and, you know, I think, I mean, I've given Porteous at tight um, all season, and most of the, on, on Twitter, but, you know, I think he's, there is a, a wee bit of me that was like, oh, he's still He's still got, you know. I hate, I hate how most fans were just on his back or after the game, eh? But eh, Aye. it is what it is, mate. You know, we're it's um, it was a it was a bigish game on Saturday. You know, we could have wrapped third up. Um, but I, like mm. I say, a wee bit disappointed after that. But it's important that we don't rest on our laurels this weekend. But I, we'll get to that later on. But how did you think it went, mate? Um. Disappointed me, but not surprised. Eh? I wasn't surprised by that result. It's been 
is, if you've listened to the 12 episodes so far, I don't think I've got one prediction right. But I think that's just a wee, a wee, a wee bit testament to, to the team this year. Like, it's really hard to predict. Like, mm. I mean, there a lot of folk have been saying they've been consistent, but obviously they have and they've done well to get to third, but I just, I just struggle to predict the match. Like, for example, like, I mean, you'd expect us... Like, look at the way we play against Rangers a couple of weeks ago, right? You know, arguably should they came away with a point. Yeah, felt felt a bit robbed coming away with nothing. Or maybe even more. And it's like Hibs were amazing that day. Like they played so so well. Like and they utilized the wings well with Boyle. Um and they looked like like um, a bit, they looked like a, a threat going forward with the front three and things like that. And then it's like whoever we're playing were either on par with are just a wee bit below. It's like we could play Rangers and we'll come up to their level and we'll give them like a really, really good game. Or it's like if we're playing Livingston at home, it's like we'll we'll be on their level and it's like we might just have enough to, to win it. But it's almost like we just shift like one gear up. Like it's been rare that we've given teams a spank in this season. I don't know if that's because obviously the fans are that or what or it's just been hard to predict, eh? And I, I thought you know, St. Johnson, I'm not going to say they're our bogey team because just about every team's our bogey team, I feel. Um, but they're, they're a good team, mate. As Sam said last week, I mean, they fly under the radar and they don't get a lot of credit, but they're a good side. Like, they've got good players. They're managed well. They've got a strong wee fan base. Um, yeah. So they're a good team, mate. I like them. I must admit, I do think they're a decent side. A lot of nice players in there as well. Um, it's just... As you say, mate, it's frustrating, but I'm not surprised. Eh? I mean, this Hibs team, I, I, I just say it's just typically like I could predict it, man. Like I could, I could predict them like not going out and like smashing teams. Eh? Like we never smash teams. Like it's predictable with what's on the line because a lot, a few folk have been saying that that was an important game, and a lot of folk, the players have got their eye on next week in that light. Like, <clears throat> Maybe they do, but like that, that I think that's quite unprofessional if they do, because they are quite able to like, you know, decompartmentalize the games and like put one to side the cups, the cup, and the league's a league, and you know, I just think that they had they won that, I'd have been feeling a lot better, and my focus would have solely went on the cup because we'd have had third wrapped up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, as I, as I tweeted out there, it was a missed opportunity uh, to see Hibs wrap up third. We would have been six ahead of the sheep with two games to go and nine plus goal difference. So even if we lost our last two games, they would have had to, you know, they would have had to beat us what five 0 and Celtic four 0 and Rangers four 0 Like it's not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? So even no. if we ended on level points, we would have got a third on goal difference. So we could have took our foot on the, off the gas there. Um, so I, I just think there was a perfect opportunity to wrap up, and I just think it's typical we didn't do it. So like we've always got to do it the hard way. Yeah, and um, just on on Porteous as well, mate. I, I sort of said last week, like I come a bit, come slacking that, eh? But he's no young guy anymore, eh? Like he, he he's still learning his trade. Like everyone's everyone's still learning. Do you know what I mean? But like he's obviously still like learning as he plays, and he's made one mistake. He obviously thought it was a good decision, and you can see he's trying to play out from the back and like pick a nice pass rather than just hoofing it like hoofball. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but he's cost us a few times this year. He saved us a few times, as you say, mate. It is what it is. It is just unfortunate, and I think he would recover from it. But um, I can't keep on cutting him slack because he's young. He eh? like he's twenty-two year old. I mean, look at Haaland that plays for Dortmund. He's twenty, and he's like can banging in goals and that in Champions League and that. Like it's, I don't know. I don't know what's the difference in mentality to get from there. You know, to where he is, but I mean, I, know, to, eh, mate? I, I feel like I've just run out of the whole of the rubbish. <laughs> no, to be honest, mate, like the build up to that goal, Porteous done really well to you know, he shoved O'Hara off the ball, and then he's just a wee lapse, a wee lapse of concentration has just cost us the game. And I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to avoid giving him stick. Um, I think. Most people who have listened to the podcast will know right. how I feel on Ryan Porteous, but I, I, I mean, he's probably our best Ooh. defender. Let's be honest about it. I mean, 
and that I mean that says a lot really probably um, if a 22 year old's your best defender um, but the one thing that I do think about Portugal, I think I do think he needs a commander next to him that if he does make a wee mistake then someone who's like pick your head up and let's get back on it and I don't think, I don't think, I don't think he's got that beside him yet and I mean Paul Hanlon McGregor Cup legends, cup club heroes, but I mean, I don't. Think a lot of experience there, mate. Between the I'll two of them, even McGregor, even McGregor, like tons of experience. Think who Hanlon came through with, like Rob Jones, Chris Hogg. He's played with them, and most well, I was coming yeah. through when we had Saul Bamba as well. He's got a lot of experience on his shoulders. That if someone like Porteous or if we bring another defender in in the summer and they make a wee mistake, I think your club captain needs to be the one who's puts the arm around them and is like, it's all right, don't don't worry about it. Because I I do right. think that that was, it was a nil-nil game written all over it and it's unfortunate that the mistake went our way. But, right. I mean, like I say, mate, I, I don't think Porteous is a bad player. I just, he's probably our best defender, come to think of it, like I just said, but I just think, yeah, right. he, he needs someone beside him that's going to G him on when things aren't going his way and I think I think uh, it is, it is, eh? I think we need to forget that he is still young, but he's got a lot of experience uh, at the same time. I think I think from him as well. I mean, Boyle cost us the game with that. I mean, we played Aberdeen earlier on in the season. I think they beat us one nil at Easter Road or something like that, where they gave that penalty away yeah. and he done that like it was that just a crazy moment where he sort of tried to round turn and kick the ball and clear the ball and booted the boy. Like, I mean, it is, it, we're a team, do you know what I mean? So if we, one of us makes a mistake, we all make a mistake. But I do think it'll stand him in good stead. He obviously loves the club and that. You could see that when he was put the penalty in um, against Motherwell and that. But nah, he, listen, he's made the mistake. We all make mistakes. We'll move on for it. Exactly. Um, but none, none, nonetheless, I think St. Johnston are a very difficult team to play against. And I don't think they get the credit they deserve. Eh? I think they're a, a good side, mate, and they're a tricky side. What did you think? I uh, think that says a lot as well. We folk want to avoid them in the cup as well. Can we're aye. playing within the St Johnston? Aye, which what is did, crazy. But what did you think? The biggest takeaway right? for me, mate, is we could have had third wrapped up. Aye, that's a good point, mate. What did you think of Dre Wright getting? Uh, I, I thought he was good, mate. I thought he had a good game. I thought I thought Dre Wright had a good game, mate. What about yourself? I mean, I think he he looked bright the first twenty minutes until they maybe had a better point to prove. I um especially against his old club. Um I think you know, I was surprised when he started because obviously nobody knew that Nisbet was injured. Um and hopefully he's back this weekend. But I mean I it's I've nothing really to add. So I think he done all right, probably looked bright first twenty minutes, but after that he was very non existent for the rest of the game and for what I can remember of it, because I've sort of forgotten about it already. Oh. So Mm-hmm. Bye. It's what it is, mate. And we'll, I think I've I've sort of run out of I run out of things to talk about in the game because it was a very very there was nothing really happened. Eh? Ah, you're right, mate. It was a I feel the exact same way. It was a pretty dead game, wasn't it? It was pretty boring. It was kind of. Just cancel, just a just a a, a, t- a case of just cancelling each other out, eh? And it was it was interesting as well because after it, um, after it, Callum Davidson said that you know Hibs are a good team, you know what I mean? So it's maybe just two good teams cancelling each other out. Um, aye, it wasn't the best of games, mate. Eh? But I, I, as I said, I just think the most frustrating thing is we could have had third wrapped up, and uh, <clears throat> aye, so. What do you think of the squad depth, mate? I've seen a lot of people on Twitter after the match saying, you know, we're sitting there struggling for ideas and for creativity. Scotty Allen's out on loan. Stevie Mallon's out on loan. Jamie Gillen's no there. You know, what's your thoughts on these types of players that are missing? Um, I think that they're out on loan because they need game time. And to be honest, Agreed. mate, to be honest, mate, like, Scott Allen, I know he had his he had his injury 
like he's not injured, he had his medical problems, but <clears throat> he didn't really fill me with a lot of confidence at the start of the season for some reason. And it might have been down to health, and I think it probably was. And, you know, like Malin, he's a hit-or-miss player most of the time. He's a good player. I, uh, I, rate, I rate Stevie Malin. Um, aye, me too. I, I do think that he is missing something from his game at Hibs. And I don't know what it is, because when he first came under Lennon, mate, he was our top scorer that season. And I think he's dropped, off, he's dropped off a wee bit. But maybe this, I don't know how he's doing in Turkey, mate. I don't really keep up with it. Hey, that the team you you keep up a wee bit with. Uh, yeah. Well, I follow the teammates so I can get the updates on him. He had he had the coronavirus That's a couple right. of weeks ago, but I've not heard I've not heard anything since. So I'm assuming he's he's he, he's decent. And I mean, he's played against some top teams like Fenerbahce and that. And okay, that's him coming up against Ozil. Going going to the Gullen point, mate. I I mean, I think Gullen reminds me a lot of Shaw. I think. The ball's in his court to make it. Hibs, no hours. So, uh, but Aye. my my big thing with our squad depth is I think we've got a good number of players in the squad, but I just don't think we've got a good quality of players in the squad on the bench. If you look at that bench, no, Saturday, yeah. we had David Gray, McGregor, Stevenson, I think, Halberg, uh, some and a couple of ours, a couple of young boys. None of them fill me with confidence when they come on the pitch, being like they're able to bring us back into this. So, uh, nah, none of them, mate. And you know, I think we're we're obviously missing Cadden. We're missing this bit. Murphy's coming back, which is good. And then you know, I think these are three key players for us going that that could come off the bench if they're on the bench and change a wee bit of the game. You know, and I think that's my biggest problem. I think Aye. we had we had we had a relatively good transfer window last year. I know. Some people would argue that Dre Wright was near the man or whatever, but you know, I think we just missed that. What is it? I'm, tr- I'm trying to work out what I want to say here that's positive about it because we've got good players in that squad. I think we're just missing a step up in quality now. Aye. I think in the summer we need to get rid of some some of the deadwood. Jack Ross will know who that is because we're only fans, we didn't make these decisions and bring in some quality players, you know, and that's. The, Really, yeah, we've got a good squad, but it needs to be a wee bit. I'd agree with you, mate. I think I think the problem for me is I think we've got too many players that are similar. There's yeah. too many players in that team that play in similar roles. Like, and I, I'll mention a few players that aren't at the team anymore, but like the likes of like Slivka, Halberg. Yeah. You know, what, what what's the difference there? You've got uh, Joe Newell. I didn't see much difference between those three. You've got, you know, obviously Jackson Irvin's a good player. For me, Scott Allen's a, a great player. He's better than all of them uh, when he's on his day. Uh, him and Irvin are like, you can see their head and shoulders above. You've got uh, Gogic is kind of a standalone player in the midfield because he's that hard man. He's that sort of Marvin Bartley character that we had. We've yeah. not really got another hard man that you'd want in, in there for a game against, like, Hearts, Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, something like that. Someone that's hard in the middle of the field that you know can can break up the opposition's play and then give it to us to go away and make create an attack. <clears throat> but for me, we've got too many similar players. I mean, McGuinness. Where, where's McGuinness going to fit into that? Stevie Stevie Mallon. Like, there's so many centre mids, and none of them have made like an actual claim for the jersey or like a, you know, our, our fir- first name on the team sheet. I mean, if you look back. Years just passed. You had like Marvin Bartley, right? He's your hard man in the middle of the field when you're playing like Hearts and the big teams, and not that they're a big team, but like Celtic Rangers and that, and whatever. You had McGinn, who was like a hard man, mm-hmm. a hard worker, but he could play as well. Yeah. Yeah, McGeoch there, who was a bit of a, you know, a pretty player. Like he could make a good pass and things like that, and find 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 the striker in the final third. There's there's a wee bit of difference there. Right now, I just see a lot of similarities between our our midfielders and the ones on the bench. I mean, we've just signed that young lad in Inverness as well. It's like that's an exciting signing for me, mate. To be honest. I'd rather sign Scott Allen back. <laughs> no, so. Nothing against the guy. I did kind of me. I did kind of. I know nothing about him, so I wouldn't be able to get an opinion. But I am um, from from what I've seen of him, mate. He's gonna be he's gonna be an exciting <laughs> signing, in my opinion. Um, I think he's a left mid, is which is a key thing to note because we've only got Jamie Murphy. 
really, that plays left mid. Uh, and he's been very injury-prone this season. I mean, I personally, I like Jamie Murphy. I think he's a good option. But I think having young Daniel, uh, Daniel Mackay coming in, who, I mean, if the listeners had watched the Ross County and Vernes game in the Cup, you know, he, he took the, the whole Ross County team on and scored there. And I think, you know, right. I, it fills me with excitement that we're using younger players, mate. Um, and and the big thing, I know it's been asked in the listeners' question section, but it's nice to see us going in Scotland for a player for a change. Aye. I will get to that, mate, but I agree. Um, I I just think, I think there's a, there's a lot of similarities in the squad. And no, you know, you're, ho- you're hopefully totally next year the, the additions will be decent. You're totally right. Um, I mean, you could, for me, you could put any of them in there and it's not going to make a massive difference in the outcome of the game. I mean, obviously, like I would say, um, Halberg's a little bit weaker than Newell and things like that. But I mean, if you've got Newell and Irvin, Halberg and Irvin. Um, it's a very carbon copy uh, through centre mids. It, does, it? I, it means nothing to me. Like, it, it, it's, it doesn't fill me with excitement. But, like, I, I don't. That's, I, yeah. I totally agree, mate. And, Aye, it's going to be interesting to see who Jack Ross keeps on after the summer, eh? Because there's there's a stake that he might get rid of a few of them. I th- I know for a fact, having heard his interviews, that he wants to use McGinnis more often next season. But I mean, that excites me because I rate McGinnis. Um, but there is also that tension there that is McGinnis injury prone because he's. Don't been... know. I don't know what his story is, but he's never. You know, does that mean when Stevie Marlin comes back, is he is he going to be in my show or? I, mean, what? I actually think Malin's a good player. Like he gets a lot of hate, and I think, but I think he gets a lot of hate because people only see him as a oh he can score free kicks and he can score a wee goal here and there. But to be fair, mate, I actually think when Stevie Malin came that couple of years back, he was one of our best players that season, and he was our top. He was scorer. one of the best players for St. Mirren that that, I, that year before we took him. I and it's you know I think looking at the bigger picture. Stevie Mallon and Scott Allen are two very, very good options in attacking mid. Mm-hmm. But I agree, mate. It's the idea of both of them will want to play football because Scott Allen's just came back for potentially a career ending <laughs> a, a medical illness, and Stevie Mallon Aye. wants to play football. So, you know, it's one of these ones that does Stevie Mallon just <clears throat> want to cut ties with Hibs and move to a club where he's going to get more regular game time? Or does he I've seen in his interview when, when he first went to that Maltalia sport or whatever they're called, um, he did say that his intentions were to re- return to Hibs and fight for a place like. So, I mean, at least he wants to be there, eh? <clears throat> I think for me, do you think, here's a question for you, do you think in recent years we've maybe just been too spoiled at that position, that centre-mid position? I think there's a lot of fans, probably myself included, that compare a lot of midfielders that we bring in to John McGinn. Because John McGinn was the best centre midfielder we've had in a while. Probably and, like the last uh, it's been, at least well, 10, 15 years. Since like maybe Scott Brown. Give or take. You had Brown and Thompson who were absolutely minted together. And really, there's a lot of fodder in between, like just rubbish. Yeah. Until you until you get to McGinn, McGeoch, Allen, Fivey, folk like that. Like there's a lot. I mean, there's a, there's a couple standout players. I thought personally that George Claros was a good player. He I thought Claros was all right in, in centre mid. Second second sort of spell he had, he, he was decent. He took a while to adjust, but to be honest with you, there's no that many in there other than that that I can really think of that stood no. out. I mean, you have to be realistic. I mean, we had players like freaking Isaiah Osborne in that in the middle of the field and Tom, Tom Soares and Gary Deegan and it was a Ken pain- Justin. It was a painful couple of years, mate. Rubbish, mate. Aye, and then we got to that stage of having McGinn and McGeoch, who, for my money, were the two best centre midfielders partnership out with the old firm in Scotland at the time. Maybe better than right, okay. maybe better than what Rangers had. Celtic were Celtic. It's hard to team. disagree with me. But obviously we're bi- we're obviously biased, like. But I mean, I, I I don't understand like players like, and we've had this debate before. Like, there's that that Turnbull that's at Celtic, right? I, I don't think he's a better player than Scott Allen when Scott Allen first went to Celtic. No. Maybe maybe I'm biased, but see when Scott and if the listeners are listening, like comment and let me know what you think because see when Scott Allen like first came to Hibs, I mean he was 
absolutely mini. Like he could, he, he was he's probably one of the best players I've ever seen. Like just the way he passed the ball, like he absolutely destroyed Rangers in that four 0 game. Like there's no way he couldn't have walked into that Celtic team. Nah, but guys like Turnbull and that do. I just take yeah, hey, like I no sure like it's it's an interesting one, mate. <clears throat> I think I my biggest thing is we we do miss players like Malin when we're looking for a goal because Malin could come off the bench and score, eh? Like, I don't think Halberg can nah. come off the bench and do the, have the same impact on the game that maybe Allen or Malin or... He's not a game-changer, mate. Exactly, I agree like, with you what you're saying there. He's, he's not a game-changer. Didn't get me wrong, Halberg's had a few good games for Hibs. Like, Aye. I think he's offered us... Like, I'm... Personally, I think he's probably one of the ones that will leave this summer in that position. Imagine so, I. But this is a big... I mean, we'll get to the Dundee United game in a second, but this is maybe a big game for him with Gogic missing with suspension. I personally would play Halberg over McGuinness this Saturday. Um, yeah. Like I say, we'll get to that in a wee bit, but aye, this is this is maybe a big game for him. Aye. Well, that's, that's an interesting topic, mate, what we've covered today. Like, just uh, in terms of the squad depth and all that, it's interesting. Um, I just wanted to quickly talk about before we move on to the cup, there's been a lot of people out on Twitter. Um, obviously, we put out that tweet, and there was a few people disagreeing, saying that you know the cup has to be the main focus. And I think I was maybe a wee bit misunderstood when I said that because what I was trying to say was that game at the weekend there against St Johnston. Now th- this is where it gets tricky because I for a a club of Hibs, like, stature and structure and, like, the facilities we've got, the fan base we've got, the money we've got compared to the teams around us, we should be achieving a lot more than we do, right? We, we've underachieved for years, right? However, we've underachieved on the park for years yeah. Um, compared, compared to other teams like St. Johnston, for example, so... A lot of people were saying, look, third place doesn't matter anymore. There's no that much difference between the money and third and fourth. But for me, I'm arguing it's the principle. It's the principle of finishing third. Like, I'm not going to say it's okay for us to just go ahead and bottle it and say, oh, no, nah, it doesn't matter if we finish third. Like, if we finish fourth, it's still the same. Like, as long as we win the cup. Like, yeah, that's all great. And I hope we finish third and I hope we win the cup. Yeah, for right? sure. Of course I do. But at the start of the year, I'm pretty sure a more realistic ambition for Hibs would have been to finish third rather than win the cup. Yeah. And I'm tr- what I was trying to say is, look, history backs that up. We've won the Scottish Cup once in 114 years. The likelihood of us going on to win this, I, I hope is going to happen, but history would say it's probably very slim. I mean, look at the last comp- cup competition, that Betfred Cup. We were in there with four other smaller teams like Livy, St. Johnston, ourselves, and who, who was the other one? St. Mirren. St. Mirren. There's four teams there. You're saying, yeah, so, okay, the, cup, the cup's ours. The cup should be Hibs. History tells you, no, it's no. Yeah. Because there's something, I, I don't know what happens, mate, but if you look back, that's what happens. And what I was saying is, a lot of fans have only started saying, the priority is the cup. It doesn't matter if we finish third, the priority is the cup. They're only saying that now because Rangers been knocked out. In my opinion, if Rangers were still in that, I didn't think we'd be saying priority is the cup. We must win the cup because a lot of folk would think. I mean, Rangers went unbeaten this season in the league. Obviously, they've not do the other cups. Twi- well, it's not really realistic for me. Eh? Um, <clears throat> and I was also just saying about realigning our expectations. Now we've talked about this before when, when Murray Minter came on. Um, and he was saying the same thing, you know. If you look at if you look at the history, Hibs, I mean, in the last ten years, we've only finished in the top six twice this year, included yeah. twice in the last ten years. Since John, St. Johnson have done it eight, seven or eight times in the last ten years, and they, in the last ten years, we've won one cup, they one won two, excluding the championship, right? I'm not talking about that because that's irrelevant. <laughs> St. Johnson have won two. Like if you look at history, it it, it tells you. St. Johnson are probably more likely to win the cup. Yeah. I mean, they've won two, we've won one. They've finished in the top six more times than us in the last 10 years. Like, what? why do we have this sense of entitlement that we're going to win it? 
Yes, yeah. it's because we're a bigger club financially, fan base wise, all these things. But on the park, I wouldn't you say we, I wouldn't you say we are at the moment. And I think that reality is a tough pill to swallow, right? Because I mean, I, I remember when I realised that Hibs weren't as good as I thought they were. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like for me at the start of the season, I think Hibs should be winning a cup or trying to win a cup, cup finals, semi finals, and we are most years. But you know, winning a cup and also like pushing for third. But if you actually look at the history man, and you look at the fact without being biased, you look at it and you think there's no evidence to support that, mate. Eh? There's no evidence to support to support why we should be finishing third. I mean, we've done it, what, this will be once. the second time in the last 16 years. Right? And we've won the cup once in 114 years. How the hell do you think we're going to win the cup again if we win it once in 114 years? I'm not saying we won't. I hope we do. And I think we've got a very good chance of doing it. Yeah. I'm just saying if we don't, I'll not be, I, I wouldn't be surprised because I've seen it 100 times. Yeah. I mean, we've been to cup finals against teams like Livingston and that and been pumped with, right. with a very strong team. Yeah. I mean, we, we, lost, we lost to freaking Ross County, what, in 2016, 17. Do you know what I mean? Like, these things happen to us. And I think I think what might change that attitude is we actually wake up and we realise, Christ, like, we can't underestimate these wee teams. Like, I'd rather play a Celtic or a Rangers in a cup final because the boys are up for it and they're the underdogs and we're not expected to win. So, you know, the, the game plan well and they go for it. Rather than play like just St Mirren or that, because I, I think that's a banana skin, eh? Potentially. I really do. <clears throat> and I was just saying, yes, the cup, winning the cup obviously has like more financial benefits and like European benefits and things like that as well, and the merchandise and that. <clears throat> I think I think a lot of fans that I have read anyway, a lot of fans were saying that third does no matter. And I thought they were only saying third does no matter because it looks like we have bottled it, if I'm honest with you. I'm, not, I'm still not overly confident they'll finish third. Uh, um, I think the Aberdeen game will be a, a freaking tricky, tricky game. Like my big thing it's now, got, mate, it's got written in the stars that Cambridge's going to score. <laughs> my big thing now, I, I'm, I'm confident we're going to finish third because Re- really? Aber- Aberdeen have to go to Ibrox and win. And nobody's well, done, a, nobody's done that. I, but my, my one thing that I want to touch on quickly that really annoyed me. Well, for lack of a better phrase, it pissed me off on Twitter. Yeah. Was when somebody commented saying that, are you saying that we should accept mediocrity at Hibs? No, it's not what we're saying. It's just saying wake up and smell the coffee. That's what we've been given. We have never once said that if we realign our expectations, that we are accepting mediocrity. My expectations, Hibs, is that we should be winning the league every year and winning both cups. And now that's unrealistic expectations because I think we are the best football team since sliced bread because I'm a Hibs fan. Uh, if I was a Livingston fan, I'd have the same expectations. They're unrealistic. But my expectations, the Hibs, are that we get better every year. And we have got better this year. Finishing third would be a massive achievement. Finishing fourth, it's uh, only, only £250,000 of a difference. We sell Stevie Mallon for 250 k We've made that difference up. Now... I think if we keep progressing every year, get to Hamden a bare minimum of twice. That's my expectation going forward. We need to be at the semi-final of both cups. Yes, I can accept if we get Rangers or Celtic or someone else in the earlier rounds and get beat. But that's not accepting mediocrity by saying, I want us to progress as a club. Now, if we win a cup, ideal. And yes, I do think we'll beat Dundee United this weekend and I do think we'll get to the final. But... yeah. Like I say, mate, and I'm I'm not I'm only arguing this point that someone made on Twitter that why are we accept we're not accepting mediocrity by saying what we're saying. We are saying that we've got realistic viewpoint on our club. Now most Hibs fans that I've seen are saying, Oh yes, we'll finish third in the cup. I, I probably agree with them. I do think we'll finish third, but I've got to be honest, mate, that comment on Twitter it really riled me up. <laughs> like where, Yeah, I think I th- I'm just confused. Where's the, where's the, the guy that commented? Where's your, uh, what am I trying to say? I sort of lost. Like, where's your um, facts to back that up that we are saying that we accept mediocrity? It's not like no, but- my 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 thing, Calvin. You've got your own opinion on it, but my my viewpoint on it is that if Hibs are progressing every year, massive well done to the club, and we are progressing. We're making. We've got our owner who is willing to spend money. We've seen that this year. Yes, Jack Ross, he probably, I'm still, uh, 
I've got my opinions we on are... Jack Ross, but we're improving as a club, mate, and that's all we want as a club. If we win the cup I and finish third this year, massive bonus. But if we finish third and get to the final and we lose it, I'm going to be annoyed, but we've still progressed as a club. Yeah, we'll finish third in the Premier in the Premier League. We've not done it in 16 years. You can't we're, see it's a digression. We're best of the rest, and it's a massive platform for next season that players want to come to Hibs if they're like, oh, they finished third. They're the best of the rest. I, th- I think the thing is as well, like, to be honest with you, when we put that out on Twitter, I think it's actually quite easy to understand, like, if you don't come to the table with, like, a, a, an agenda. Like, if you don't come, like, try, well, if you just come with open ears and just listen to someone else's opinion then I think you'd be able to understand it better. Like, I feel like that guy, the guy who said that, like, no, we're not accepting mediocrity. Like, who would do that? What we're saying is, look, here are the facts. These are the facts, right? Well, don't get mad at us about it. Like, the fact is, yes, we love the club. And what I was saying earlier, on the same hand, yes, you know, St. Johnston statistically are the favourites because they've won the cup twice in the last 10 years. They've finished higher up in the league than us. Like statistically speaking on the field, they've got a better chance because they've proven it. If you look back at their track record, whereas we haven't, we've lost to Ross counties um, uh, Ross counties um, St. Johnston's in the past cup finals, semi-finals, things like this, right? However, although that's the facts, me being a Hibs fan and being biased, I also believe, and I don't know why I believe it, because it doesn't line up with the facts, I also believe that we should be finishing third every year and we should be winning a cup. Because the reason I believe that is because we've got the foundations there. We've got excellent training facilities. We've got excellent fans. We've got a good owner. Um, you know, oh, as, I, as I said, the fan, like the money that comes into the club, like we've got more money than all these other teams. Why are these other teams doing better than us year on year where they've got, you know, less resources? Why? Uh, but they are. I don't know why. Um, so it's kind of a catch-22. It's like, no, we shouldn't really be doing, like history says we won't do better, but my mind says we should. Um, I mean, if, if any Hibs fan can come out and easily say that they don't care about the cup, they're a point-blank lion tears right but um, on the other hand there's so many hips fans that are like ah it's fine finish fourth we finish fourth we were almost that's 10 points. we were almost mediocre bang on the money mate we were almost 10 points clear of Aberdeen <laughs> and if we throw that away then that's that's a mediocre finish to the season that's mediocre and this is a very poor Aberdeen side as well a very yeah. poor Aberdeen side they can't they can't buy a goal they never scored for six or seven games mate and oh, it's fine because it's only two hundred fifty thousand pound there difference. Then he give me that nonsense. We should be. Fair. It's the principle. We should it's have the principle. And I know I had a wee debate on Twitter about Saturday not being a big game, but uh, yes, it's the league. It's not as big as the cup. But Saturday was a. It was on the line, mate. Saturday was, and I I do think we'll finish third. But Saturday was a big game to wrap it up. And then just you know, like we could take, we could almost take the foot off the gas and experiment a wee bit going into the last two games. Do we give Dabrowski yeah. a run out or do we do this? Or, but now it's like it's not, it's almost not squeaky bum time because Aberdeen needs such a swing. But at the same time, it's, it, I'm nervous going into these last two games now, where it's not far off, mate. If they and it's it's almost like it's too. Ah, it's like ugh, we could have had three. No, sorry, two games that were like, well, if we get beat, it's fine because we're third. Whereas now it's like, right. if we get beat, then ah, we've got beat. And it's like Aberdeen, I mean, to be honest, mate, the, it's it's a monumentous ask for them to finish third, isn't it? Like, they've got to beat us uh, and then they've got to go to Ibrox and have a six-goal swing or something. But, like, it's just frustrating because... I, Could have had it wrapped up, matey. And I, and I just think some Hibs fans like to just jump on people's opinions right. without, without, like like you say, without having an open ear. And if people want to say to us that we've got something, that we're saying the wrong things, then I'll happily take it on board. But it's just maybe some Hibs fans are like, well, I'm right, you're wrong. But aye, there we yeah, are. Yeah, I think, I think for me, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And at the end of the day, like it's only a game. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Um, 
but at the same time, I think if you look at if you look at the history, like, and I mean, Murray Minter Minter argued as well. Like, you know, it, it's not pretty looking at the history. Like, it's been pretty poor. Yeah. Anyway, mate, listen, Dundee United preview. What you think, him? Score predictions. You're feeling confident. You said. Aye, three uh, 0 Hibs. Really? Three 0 Hibs, mate. I think this is this is the marker. This is the marker because. Wow. Dundee United lost at the weekend. We lost at the weekend. St Johnston won, obviously, against us, and St Mirren lost. I mean, that's the other tie. But I just, aye, three 0 mate. Let's let's go and do them. Like why? I think we've got to go in with a wee sense of confidence and a wee bit of a swagger that we can do it. I mean, Gogic will be a big miss, obviously, and I think this will be... I think Halberg will start. Um, I'd be delighted if Jack Ross proves me wrong and plays McGuinness, because I think McGuinness, this is a game for him. But I I do think, though, that if Nisbet isn't fit, then does he persist with Jay Wright and go and boil up front? But... I'll go three 0 mate, and I'll. Go, I'd imagine so. I'll go Dodge at the Dodge to get one, and I'll go Arvin to score one, and I'll say Paul Hanlon with a third. Well, mate, uh, I'm not feeling as confident as you. Like, I think it'll be a much. I mean, I think it'll be a much tighter game. I think I'd take a one 0 eh? Uh <laughs> Nah, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go two 0 Hibs. I think I'll go for Nisbet and Dodge. Why not? Or boil, boil, and. Boyle and Dodge. I'll, go, I'll change right. 2-0 Hibs, Boyle and Dodge. That's what I'll go for. Here's um, here's, here's one for you, mate. Do you think do you think he'll persist with Macy in goals? Because he's played every... I'll tell you what, he's made, he's made a statement. Eh? He's probably got a hefty. I think... But I would start... Mar- I personally would start Marciano. Strong, got to go with the strongest team, mate. Eh? Marciano's I, the best goalie at the club. And I know Jack Ross said that he's a cup keeper, but like when you get to a semi-final, mate, I think... Yes, it's a cup game, but you've got to go with your strongest players, eh? Aye, I would say so, mate. Eh? Um, to be honest, yeah, I don't get the Matt Macy like, oh, the the love he gets. Like, I he's like what six foot six or something. But I mean, I he's, I don't think he filled he's... me with a lot of confidence after that Mullerwell game because I think he could have taken at least the second one. I never came off his line, eh? It takes a bit. It takes a bit of time with, with goalies, mate, to get to get that confidence and that feel good factor. Because I tell you what, out of all the positions, we'll probably see more goalies at Easter Road than freaking anything. Oh, and there's been oh, a fairly a lot of bad ones, eh? So I'm always I've got trust issues with goalies, eh? Aye. And Hibsman after like Z- Zibby and that. Um, so I got to go with Marciano. He's an international goalkeeper. He's the best goalkeeper at the club. Whether he's leaving at the end of the season or not, I'd I'd have him in the sticks. Say eh? I think he's superb. And I think it's what's important is having consistency between the back five, Aye. so the defenders and the goalie. I well, think I think that I think it's the best the best option, mate. Personally, let's do it, mate. Who who you got as who you got lining up this weekend? We'll go with that. Oh, mate. Um, I'll go Mar- Marciano and goals. You got McGinn right back, probably Hanlon and Porteous. And Doig left back. Um, it's the midfield that trips me up, eh? I well, find you, the midfield quite hard to predict. Are you going four at the back? Adam, I, I think so. I. Do you? Would you think it goes three? What, what's your team? I think you'll go. I think you'll change, stick with a three-five-two. Um, I think right. personally, I'd play Marciano, but I think you'll go. I think you'll go Macy, McGinn, uh, McGinn. Porteous Hanlon is your three centre backs, and I think he'll go right. Doig left wing back. And I think he'll go Halberg, Newell, and Irvin, and Boyle. Hopefully, Boyle right wing back, and then Doig is back up front. That's our strong. I think that's our yeah, strong. that's a strong team. Yeah, we'll probably something similar to that. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to look past that, isn't it? To be fair, the big thing is, mate. If if Nisbet is unfit, do you think he'll go Boyle up front and? Play right at uh, right mid or right wing back. He'll have to. I done it earlier in the season. He'll go Boyle up front. I I don't think Boyle's is effective up front. I think he's more effective on the wing. He did score. He, Wait, has, scored, he has scored a few at, at striker this season, though. Eh? Like 
But he gets put in the positions though, mate. Eh? Do you know he, what I mean? But I think I think he's best on the wing. I totally mate. He's he's more. I think he's more effective out wide because the yes. the defenders double up on him and allow if he gets past them, there's a wee bit of space and. I just, I, I think, I, I think prefer him. I prefer him with the day. Definitely agree, mate. He's he's been my player of the season, hands down. Uh, he's been good. Like he's been very, very good. Um, here, a, here, a, I was trying to look on the, the internet there, uh, scrolling back through because I remember they go Hibs done United Scottish Cup final, I think uh, semi final. Sorry, I think it was two thousand and five. Oh, I remember that. We, mate, I was. Like, I was ten. I was ten at the time. That right? was my. That was my second time at Hamden. I mean that. I I was ten at the time, and we went through eh, in the car. My dad's, my brother, my uncle, eh, cousin, and that, and we went through. We passed a Dundee United supporters bus on the. I I, I mean I was ten years old, so I didn't ken the route we we took, but we passed one on the motorway, eh, and I can remember looking at the bus for the car. And obviously, I had their Hibs gear on the car, eh, and there was a Dundee United fan. He must have been about. Christ, 20 or 30 or something and I was with the wee laddie in the car and I remember he just went to that and like stuck his middle finger up at me <laughs> as, I, as we were driving past and mate I, see see, see when he done that to me I knew we were beat eh? it just completely threw me off I never expected like someone like a, a grown adult to do that to me and uh, mate I was petrified eh? I thought Christ I better not tell my dad in case like he, he Tries to pull the bus over or something. Oh, eh? Like, yeah. can you? You're young. You're young. Eh? I mean, it wasn't going to do anything if I dealt me. But I didn't say anything. Eh? I just thought, Christ, that was awfully weird. Day. Eh? Uh, and I hope Hibs pump them this weekend, and I hope that guy has a terrible, terrible <laughs> weekend. Uh, so, like, that's where I'm going with that. Uh, so, like, I hope we pump them for his sake. Mate, it's one of it's one of these it's one of these games though. Eh? Like, I think the St Johnston one really opened my eyes a wee bit to. How much I mm. think Hibs are going to win every game, but I think this is this is going to be weekends of a quality cup tie. I don't think Dundee United are that. I don't think they're that that great of a side, though. To be honest, mate. Nah, they're not really. That, uh, to be honest with you, they're quite hard to predict. But they're they're no the Dundee United of old. Like there there's no really that much between them and I mean their the, their strike force is good. But mind you, when Mike McNulty was at Hibs, I didn't think he was amazing. Nah, but was then like, obviously he went, he went, he went doing a Sunderland and that, and got a game there. And then now he's back up at Dundee United. Like he must be all right. And obviously, they, 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 was it Aberdeen they beat the other week? You know, the, I think the the big problem I've got with that game is Dundee United played well, but they were playing an awful Aberdeen team. Boy, like it's gonna be that's true yeah it's one of these ones mate like it'll be interesting to see how what we do against Aberdeen next week I think it's next mid, next Wednesday um, but you know to be honest mate like I, I Dundee United are not a great team um, I think they're they're marginally better than the teams below them but it's it's one of the uh, last time we played them at the same at Hamden we, we've done alright so hopefully it's the same this week I think that I think I don't think they're a, they're a good side at all, eh? But I mean, where are they in the league? Are they seventh or something? Eighth. They'll be eighth. I think Motherwell are seventh. No, St. Mirren are seventh. Dundee United are eighth. Are they? I think Jesus. Motherwell are ninth. Um, no, I'm just I'm checking I'm checking it now, mate. Aye, but aye, they're what seven, eight, nine, either ninth. Uh, to be yeah, honest, they're, not, mate, they're right? not. My big thing is if we get the first goal, we're in the final. I don't think Dundee United I, I, have got enough in them to bring that back. No, nah, I don't think they do, but it's difficult because, see, if we if we go a goal behind, I usually think nine times out of ten watching Hibs, they need to go a goal behind before they realise they're playing. Aye. Like, so I'll no face me if we go behind, but hopefully it does not like, bring deja vu to the players because, I mean, that's twice we've been to Hamden this year and beat both times, eh? Played well in both. Aye, it's one... It's, I think we're, we're a different team now that we were when we played St Johnston, I think we're more of a conf- not confident unit, but you know, you know what I'm trying to get. Like we're a ah, they grow, they've grown together the team. I think I think this one really is going to be a marker for Jack Ross because you can't get to three semi finals and lose them on in the same year. That, I think um, that's true. Strategically, he's going to be have a very very, you know, probably focused in week, uh, and this will be his biggest game of the season. I think it's our biggest game, maybe since, maybe since we won the cup. I would say, 
because if you look at it's a big one. It's a big one. Like if you look at the win, the windfall to get into the final. If we win, you know we we win the cup, we get guaranteed guaranteed European football till the end of the, till the Christmas time. Life changing amount of money pumped into the club for all this, and aye, it's a it's a huge game, mate. It's probably it's our biggest game of the season by far. Aye, and I think I think I think I think we'll win it as well. I don't think Dundee United are a great side, but they've always they've got a, they've got a threat going forward. I like I like the is it the number five that plays for them? I didn't actually care. He's, he's let me see if I can find him. I'm not sure who he is. Big bald guy. Um, I shaved. He'd, he he's he's decent. Like I mean, no, who is he? Um. Is it Mark Connolly? Is that who it is? No, him, is it? Mark Connolly plays centre-back for the Mike. Aye, it could be him. Aye, that's somebody I mean. I like him. He's I've seen him at Easter Road a few times, eh? It was the one we played him. I can't actually mind what the score was, but Shanklin scored and they went 1-0 up. Was it the 4-2 game? I'm, is that what it was, mate? I can't I mind. It was that long that. away. But, oh, man, see the way that boy shouted at them and controlled the team? Like, scary, scary guy. Like, he's a decent Aye. player. They've got a few... Uh, I just think... They've got a few decent boys, eh? Uh, we should have enough to beat them. I think we've got better. I think we've got better players in probably every position, eh? Like, uh, man for man, hundred percent. But it's uh, be an interesting one for Jack Ross, mate, definitely. But I think I think we're both quite confident in terms of going through. Um, to be to be honest, mate, right? If we if we get beat, I think Jack Ross's jacket is it's on a sugarly peg, isn't it? It's one of these ones where if we say, for example, hypothetically, we get beat on Saturday and finish fourth, and then ah, mate, it's, it's finished for me. Eh? Like, I, I, that's unforgivable. It's unforgivable because bought bottle merchants of the highest order. Eh? If that happens, with it'd be hip, unbelievable, mate. With hibs that I I hate that phrase because eh? everyone says, "Oh, you've hibs that, you've hibs that," but it's like I. If you understand the real meaning of Hibs that Hibs that is being like a goal behind and coming back that and winning. So. Like for example, when we were two 0 doing it tiny, we Hibs it. Right. But the ninety minutes we'd we'd won we we drawn the match and they went on to win it. And then being two one down at uh in, in the final right. and then Hibs it won it. So I, I, I hate when folks say that, eh? But mate, I think um yeah, it'll be an interesting game, but we should have enough to get by them, eh? I think so. Um, and I, I, I think if we get to the final, we'll win the cup, mate. I've got to be honest. I think so. Well, I can't, no comment. Nah, mate. I mean, be watching well, like the <laughs> No comment. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully next week we can come back and make a wee prediction for the final. But I think I, if we get if we get beat, I'll actually we'll bounce we'll bounce back, eh? But it'll be a sore one, mate. It'll be really sore for a while, and. There's going to be a lot of you know, be, be a lot of people that are like Jack Ross out if we get beat on Saturday. Damn, they'll have their reasons for it, mate. And they might, they might be right as well. Yeah, this is an interesting debate, and I know this episode's going on quite long, and we're not even finished yet. But I would say here's an interesting debate, right? See, a lot of people say it's the manager, right? Not many people say it's the players. Like, for example, like, have, have a look at Celtic at the moment, right? I was thinking about this during the week, right? Celtic have been absolutely abysmal even after Lennon left. And who's to blame there? The players. Like, is it is it the players? Or I mean, Lennon's no there anymore, so you need to take him out of the picture. I mean, I don't remember Lennon getting... Well, maybe, maybe he did, I can't actually mind, because I did either watch old firms, like, getting pumped for one in an old firm. Nah. Like, it's, for me, like, as much as Jack Ross can do, like, I mean, he set those players up, even in that 3-0 win against, uh, sorry, defeat to St. Johnston. Um, you know, first 20, 30 minutes, you're looking at that and thinking, Christ, the, the, we, we, we're absolutely over them. This could be, you know, a high score match for us. And then, boom, they've scored, and it's like, he's are doing but we're beat already. Aye. Like for for me, some of the blame has to lie with the players as well. There's only so much Jack Ross can do. Do you know what I mean? Aye, for sure, mate. I 
I blame Jack Ross for the three 0 Sir Johnston one because of the substitutions and whatever. But you're right, the players need to take a wee. Break. I agree. I agree with you as well, mate. I mean, but probably probably goes hand in hand. But I do think the players need to take a bit of blame as well. I mean, did Jack Ross lose that game at the weekend? No. With Porteous's mistake? No. Probably not. No. Ah uh, yes. Uh, I I think I do think we'll win on uh, Saturday. I think we'll win Saturday, mate. But I hope so, mate. Right. Well. Jump on to our next segment anyway. Uh, we'll quickly mention the the derby win for the women's game. Um, 6 0. 6 0, mate. I wish it was 7. <laughs> I, I know, I know, yeah, that was, uh, was really special. Like, uh, did you see the thing the Hearts tweeted out? I think Kibbs had tweeted out something today with like the 5 1, which was like the count of the 6 yeah. or something. And then I think it was the Hibs ladies tweeted it out saying, I because sometimes 5 isn't enough. And it was like <laughs> 6. Aye, it was. Uh, You've seen about the game, mate. Watched a wee bit of the game, mate. They were exciting to watch, to be honest. The women, the goals were good. Um, I think the Hibs women's team didn't get enough credit, really. Um, you know, they've been in the cha- Women's Champions League before. and yeah, They've been good for a while. But they've got a good set of players there, eh? Like, obviously, I know they're not as well supported as the men's team, but they're a very, very good women's team, I would say. Uh, or good football. I think a lot of them are in the Scotland team, or a lot of them have been in the Scotland I team as well at the World them, Cup. Some of them went to the World Cup, like, and I think it's a good advert for for women's football, mate. Um, when you're seeing Hibs pump Hearts six 0 I wish the men, wish the men's team would pump Hearts six 0 but I, yeah, you know, delighted. Um, I think they've been a bit unlucky this season so far. Um, I think they're sitting maybe mid table in the women's league, but I, mm-hmm. no, no, good to see that that they won. You know, they beat the Hearts, and I, I've not really got much else to say on it because I don't really. Uh, yeah, I mean, I missed it. I didn't realise it was on. Uh, just busy at the weekend, but I, any, any, any team, even if it's under twelves, that beat Hearts. I'm all ears. Hi. Um, Aye, well, so that well was good, mate. Them. Well done to them for sure. Right, well, we move on to kit numbers then, mate. The episode 12, so we're looking at famous, well, players that have worn the number 12 shirt for Hibs, and we'll pick our favourite out of the bunch. I'll read them to you, mate. Um, Fraser Murray, Ross Laidlaw, uh, Neil Erdley. I'm not too sure who that is, if I'm honest with you. Uh, Richie Tiwell, uh, Philip Marais, Shelton Martis, Kevin Nicol, and then Derek Townsley was a wee bit before my time, and so were the other boys on the list, so I'm not going to bother reading them out. Um, have you got any preference there straight off the back? It's uh, this. This is painful, mate. <laughs> this is in the one that it's not the most flattering class. I know who mine is like. I know. I mean, the only one that stands out is Philippe Maurice because that was really Aye. he was like he was all right. Um, but the rest of them, oh, I mean, if I could name drop some of them, Shelton Martis was a bomb scare. Kevin Aye. Kevin Nicol, he was he was all right. Ross Laidlaw was hopeless. Neil Erdley, who? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, I'm not sure. You're sure. like... Richie Tiller was all right. Come in, not but... sure who that is, mate. Uh, he, was all, he was all right. Um, uh, he wasn't amazing. He, he, he was in the sort of Shan era as well, that 2011-12-13 season. No. I'm going to say Philip Marais just because... We went to hospitality one night. Um, it was the last game of the season for your mother, but we actually got beat 2 0. Uh, years ago, mate, years ago, must have been about 2005, 6 or something, or 2006 that they came. Um, and we were pulled into the car park at Easter Road there, and out, out stepped um, the players were coming in. It was Clayton Donaldson and Philip Marias, and I got my picture taken with him, eh? So Marias, decent guy, eh? Uh, he actually spoke like very, very good English, like and an English accent as well. Mm. I think uh, he, I think he was Portuguese. Ah, uh, he he lived in England. I think he played there for a wee while as well. I think he, if it, or he might have been at Queen in the South before he went to us or after us. But I liked him. I think he was a tricky winger and he scored a few for us, if memory serves me rightly. But I, uh, he's the only Aye. one of that list that I have any I sort of me. any sort of good memories of. But uh, there we are. But yeah, I agree. Hi. Right, we'll move on to the last section. It's been a long one tonight. Um, listeners' questions. I'll read the first one out to you, mate, okay? So, it's by Simon Mick, 1875. Um, so, that's Simon, MCK, 1875. And he said, rather than searching down south all the time for new sign-ins, 
Should we be looking at more players in the lower division in Scotland? Um, Daniel Mackay has agreed a deal that looks very promising. I'll let you take this one, mate. Uh, yes, I mentioned that earlier in the podcast. I do think we should be looking more Scottish-based. Um, not saying that there's decent talent in England. There definitely is in other way. And, you know, but I just think looking at, um, you know, Daniel Mackay, exciting player. I'd, I'd take a few boys for Rafe. I <coughs> mentioned in our team in the championship, there's a few boys there that I'd have. Like Regan Hendry and um, obviously, well, Jamie Gullen is mm. playing there as well, but I don't know about him. But on loan for us, obviously. But I, I think we should be looking more at Scottish based players, mate. Because I, I well, I, I give me, mate. And I think, I think the thing is as well, if you look across the board, I mean, I said it last week when we had the boys for Dogger Saints on. I mean, Celtic use us as a feeder team, so did Rangers, right? Why do we know using Dundee United, Motherwell? St. Minutes, well, we, we kind of do use St. Minutes in a wee bit. Uh, teams like that, St. Johnston, I mean, why are we not taking Jason Kerr off of St. Johnston? Why are we not Why are we not taking um, Declan Gallagher off of Motherwell, or the boy in the middle with the shave tech, I mean, is it Alan Campbell? Right. Why are we not taking Alan Campbell off? This, this is just a, a you know, spitballing here. I'm not saying we will shoot sign these players or what. Why are we not taking him off of Motherwell? Why are we not taking Jason Kerr off of St. Johnston? Why are we not taking that Ali McCann off St. Johnston? Why are we not taking... Um, who else is decent around the league? Um, can't you think the now? Why Why are we not looking at St. Johnston's keeper? Is there a place I said that Clark. Why are we... What, what? You know what I mean? But the, the problem lies in what we've talked about the last couple of weeks is we, we do feed off those teams and the players are they're, they're crap when they come to Hibs. Paul, Paul Heffernan, Mince... Off a of Kilmarnock, he was their top striker. We took so a few others, Robin Vine, um, Liam Craig, like, and a lot of them don't perform when they do come to Hibs. No. But the recruitment's getting better, but it's not been amazing as of late, mate. It's not been amazing, I, but I, a lot of rubbish players like. The recruitment has been a bit shady at times over the past few years. Like, yeah, there's too many to count. Um, but I, I do agree we should be. We should be looking within our country. I agree with you, mate. Aye, so, yes, I think, I think there's a lot of good talent in Scotland that we could easily be taken. Um, second listener question, mate, from Josh McIntosh. Is Jack Ross the man for next season? Ask me that one next week. <laughs> if no, if not Jack Ross, who? I'm joking. I think, I think Jack Ross is the man for next season. Um, but... Like I say, if he gets beat and finishes fourth, uh, gets beat on Saturday, sorry, then it's Jack is on a sugary pick, mate. But I, I do think he is the man for next season because he's, he's, we've progressed under him. You know, we're doing a little better. So I'd, I'd like to see him with a better calibre of players. I'd like to see him with another window. I just feel like, you know, there's a lot of players there that aren't his, like Joe Newell. But to, know, be, to be fair, to be fair Jack Ross has got the best out of both of them. So, I uh, he has he's done he's done well. Like I mean, I think as I said, it comes back to the debate: is it the manager, or is it the players? And I think I think it lies a bit with the players, in my opinion. Um, I mean, Jack, Jack Ross puts our strongest team out, and we kind of win the game. I mean, what what more can the guy do? I know. Do you know aye. what I mean? Aye. Players have got to be hungry as well. Aye. Um, and then we kind of touched on this one as well, mate. Just the last listener's question here was for Lewis McKinnon. Uh, what changes would you make for the starting eleven from Saturday's defeat? I think you covered it, mate. The only ones I would do would be Marciano or Marciano to replace Macy in a cup game and ha- Halberg for uh, Gogic. And hopefully bring Nisbet back in as well. Actually, come in and get. Is Gogic banned? How's Gogic banned? He got sent off in the last round. Oh, that was the last round. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was at the weekend. Now you're no, right. It was no, the last I, round. Now that makes I, sense. I. Mine, because he went for that. Well, he went for the shoving match. <laughs> You'll not miss the final then, will he? No, no, no. It's only a one game ban. It's only a one game ban. All right, I. Well, mate, that's it. That's the episode done and dusted, mate. Um, if you make sure that you make sure that you follow us on Recast. Watch the video on Recast. We'd we'd encourage you to do that over the other platforms. And the reason is because the money does go to Hibs. So, you know, it's a no-brainer. Everybody everybody, uh, will benefit from it. 
any money we can pass on would be great. Um, and High Bees Pins, guys, keep your eyes peeled on the Twitter. We're going to be putting out another High Bees Pins um, competition in the next couple of weeks. So there are a lot of paid pinners up for grab, and so is the Derek Ryder one as well. Uh, and they're both quality, quality badges, mate, and a nice piece to have for free. So, True, yeah, keep your eyes peeled, mate. And uh, hopefully we'll log on next week and uh, in a we're final. on our way to the final. Aye, hopefully, mate. Well, yeah. Brilliant. Right, till next time, mate. Cheers. Oh,